I am killing myself. No, not suicide. I haven't been taking care of my health, which eventually will kill me early. I'm starting to take my health a little bit more seriously. I'm taking steps to improve my health. The key to what I'm doing is by taking baby steps. Obviously, I can't see the future to see the exact results, but I'm confident that taking positive steps intentionally will improve my health. Before I get into the details of how I'm approaching this, I have an interview to share with you that I had with Sir John Hargrave. He's the author of the new book, Mind Hacking. In the interview, one thing that he shares is the challenge he's going through to do 21 days without food. Now, I don't think that I'm going to be trying that, but I think it's interesting at least to hear about what he's doing and the different things that we can learn from it as a result. And so he'll share things about what he's doing and that you can do to be able to create lasting change, especially during this time of year when people are falling away from the resolutions that they've set. And so we are now into March. And so two months have passed and many people have abandoned their resolutions. If they didn't abandon in uh, January, many of them abandoned them in February. And so it's a good opportunity to be able to kind of get a reset and to be able to get focused again on the things that we are trying to work on. And so I'd like to go right into the interview with Sir John Hargrave, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the goals that I'm working with and maybe a little bit what you can be able to learn from them as well. All right, welcome back to the Success Road Podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers, your host, and I'm excited today to be able to have back a previous guest, Sir John Hargrave. He's the author um, of three books now. Uh, Two previous books are Sir John Hargrave's Mischief Maker Manual and Prank the Monkey. He is also the CEO of Media Shower, which is the leading content marketing company, and also I found a thing here that says that his favorite snack is apples with peanut butter. And so is there a particular reason why apples with peanut butter? Apples with peanut butter are the best snack in the world to me because it's all natural. You get a little bit of the sweetness from the apple. You get a little bit of the creaminess from the peanut butter. You got your protein. You got a little sugar to keep you going. It's perfect. I eat like four of these a day. I really do. I eat four apples with peanut butter a day. Not now, not at this moment, but normally I do. Delicious. Yeah, I was going to say that. We're going to get more into why you're not doing that now. Um, but <laughs> and so I, I'm really interested to be able to dive into that. Um, and so because you are going through 21 days without food and so um, going uh, corresponding with your newest book, which just recently launched, which is the uh, Mind Hacking, How to Change Your Mind for Good in 21 Days. And so I know we had a little conversation about this in our previous episode, but why don't you just go ahead and just give a quick recap of what the book is about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So mind hacking, the idea is that your mind can be reprogrammed like a computer. We use hack in the original sense of the word, like a clever shortcut or technique. And so mind hacking is full of these techniques to help you reprogram your mind to get rid of negative thought habits, the things that hold you back, and to reprogram them with positive thoughts so you can be happier and more productive 
and more successful. And they're actual very specific things that you can do and ways that you can uh, reprogram your mind. So it just came out on Tuesday and uh, it's just been getting fantastic feedback uh, from the internet and our our test readers. Yeah, very good. And so um, what is one of the first things that you think is important for someone to be able to grasp a hold of when they're approaching this concept of mind hacking? Well, the first step is just realizing that you're not your mind. And, uh, you know, all you have to do is just kind of picture your mind, just visualize it. And you can see right away that you're not your mind because there's something called you that can picture something called your mind. And we often call this the hack is called getting into the balcony. So it's like imagine that you're getting into the balcony above your mind and you're looking down on it like an observer or a spectator. And that's the skill that we want to develop throughout the day. So when our mind tells us something like, you're not good enough, you'll never succeed at that, or this will surely fail just like everything else you've tried, (laughs) you'll never lose weight, don't try to start that business, we can say, wait a minute, mind, I don't have to think those thoughts. I could actually reprogram those thoughts and think something more helpful and constructive. So gradually you begin to become the master of your mind instead of being mastered by your mind. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really important topic, especially this time of year. There's uh, many, many people that have set resolutions here in the last couple weeks. Um, People are setting goals for the coming year. I know there's some people that uh, they, they try to bypass the whole January thing and they start in February. And so that way they can kind of take advantage of the open gyms, I guess, at that time. (laughs) And so, um, so anyway, I think it's an interesting kind of thing. So, uh, but, but I mean, this is definitely a popular time of year when people are doing those things. So I think this book and the message that you have about being able to change your mind, to be able to change your habits and to, uh, be able to, um, be able to make those, those necessary changes in your life for, for better. Um, so I think it's a really good message, um, at this time of year. And so um, going with that, one of the things that you're doing is going 21 days without food. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, first of all, why you thought that you want to try to do this? Uh, Yeah. So my goal in this 21-day experiment uh, is to show that ordinary people can do extraordinary things using the power of their minds. We can literally achieve the impossible when we set our minds to it. And judging from the reaction of most people I talk to, they think going 21 days without food is impossible. So uh, what I'm doing is no food, only water. I started on January 1st. Uh, Today is the 15th, so I'm on day 15 of my 21-day fast. And ultimately, the goal is to promote this principle of mindfulness. And that's what I focus on throughout the day whenever I have that urge to eat, which is constantly, is try to bring it back to mindfulness and helping spread this word about mindfulness to the world, which I'm so passionate about, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's uh, it seems to be a, a topic that is becoming more and more popular as well. And so I've been hearing more about mindfulness um, here over the last six months to a year 
um, even even more than I have in the past. Right. And so um, I, I think hot. it's yeah. And so and, and so and I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's also so important for those goals that you're talking about. So you've got a New Year's resolution, and being mindful of our habits and our behaviors that keep us locked into those old patterns is critical for creating new habits and new patterns. So understanding, you know, if you are trying to eat better, what the mental trigger is that causes you to kind of go instinctually grab for the cookies or the snack foods. Um, When you become aware of that, again, when you get into the balcony above your mind, look down on it and see, okay, why is my mind gravitating, leading me to toward the cookies um, instead of the thing that I know is good for me? That is absolutely essential for then reprogramming those thoughts and then ultimately those those behaviors. Everything starts in the mind, right? Like you have a thought and then you act on it. But some of these thoughts are buried down so deep, they're subconscious, they're habitual. And what we got to do is pull those up. And to do that, we got to get in the balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And so um, what, what's your thoughts then on... Um, developing one habit and then being able to um, have that to be able to help you be able to develop other habits as a result. Yeah, there's a great book, uh, The The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And it uh, starts off with the story of this woman who was in a study uh, about people who made long-term habit changes. Um, so this woman, she was overweight, she couldn't hold down a job, heavy smoker, She was a mess. And she came in a year or two later, and the researchers literally did not recognize her. She had like dropped all the weight. She had bought a house. She was uh, had a steady relationship. And it all started with stopping smoking. She came to a point where she said, I can't, I got to just start somewhere. And she stopped smoking. And when she did that, he calls it a keystone habit. So it's sort of a habit that unlocks a cascading event uh, as chain of other positive changes in your life. And so often when we get rid of one of those keystone habits or we change that habit, suddenly all this energy is freed up to do all of these other things. For me, I was a heavy drinker, drug user. I stopped that and suddenly all of this energy that I had put into that was now freed up for me to focus on like investing in other even more positive habits. So that's so much of what the mind hacking program is about is getting that ball rolling. And once it starts rolling, it just picks up speed more and more and more. And uh, your life just goes to exciting directions on an accelerated pace. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually thinking about your uh, uh, your previous habits with with drugs and alcohol, there's that really interesting story in the book that you opened with, uh, and so it, involving um, Secret Service and alleys, and and so very very interesting. So if you don't know that story, definitely uh, get the book and and look that up. It's it's very good. So now um now now I I thought that was interesting. You talk about those Keystone habits. Um, now, do you think that there are certain habits that, 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 are, that are those keystone habits, those triggers for other things that are common 
amongst all people, or do you think it's it's different for each person? Well, two I can think of, Josh, are, are, are uh, exercise and the meditation. So, you know, exercise, the great thing is when you start out your day with exercise and, and make that a habit, you, if you've done it, you know that you just have more energy throughout the day. It just starts the day off on a right foot. And so that is a fantastic keystone habit if you can do that day after day to then give you more energy throughout the day. You feel like you've made a, a step in the right direction. You've got a small goal accomplished, and that gives you the energy to do more goals. And the second one is meditation. In the book, we call this concentration training. We have a different take on meditation, but essentially spending time in the morning focusing on one area of concentration. We recommend the breath um, for about 20 minutes. So sitting in silence, focusing on the breath, and redirecting your mind whenever it starts to wander. Um, the complete instructions are in the book. We make it really fun to learn and to practice. But when we do that every day, the mindfulness that we gain there means that we can uh, operate more effectively throughout the day. So that's another form of kind of mental or, or, or uh, psychic energy that you are then able to reinvest in other things like your work or your family, or the activities that you love. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's very, very good. And so I know one of my things that I'm focusing on is my weight. And so I, I, I used to be um, very fit and trim, um, but over, oh, what is it now, probably the last seven years, I've put on 60, 70 pounds Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and I keep telling myself I'm going to lose the weight and I would go down and up, down and up. And, and so I'm looking forward to taking the, uh, the principles in your book and utilizing them to really help me be able to get that under control for once and for all. And so <laughs> definitely. And so there's a, there's a great, another book I'll recommend, um, is by Scott Adams. He's the, the guy who draws the Dilbert cartoon, but he's a great author and he's got a self-help book called, uh, how, uh, how, how I, how to, how to fail at nearly everything and still win big. And, uh, he talks about, uh, this concept of systems and not goals systems and not goals. So the idea is, you know, if you have a goal to lose 50 pounds, for example, the problem with that often is that people lose the 50 pounds. And then, as you said, you go down and then back up. So instead, looking at it as a system. So what is the system that I can get into place so that I am eating on, uh, on an everyday basis in a more healthy manner. And then the weight drops off automatically and it stays off because then you've made permanent habit change. So he talks a lot about like this is uh, applicable to, to so many areas of our life, whether we're trying to, you know, get that novel published or whether we're trying to find a partner or we're trying to start a business um, if you have a system that every day you make some step toward that goal, like writing, you know, 2000 words on your novel, then over time, that system is going to enable luck to find you. In other words, that goal is eventually going to happen 
one way or the other because you've got that system in place. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of things for me to think about and to implement in my own life, and I know that uh, the listener would be able to have some great uh, takeaways from that as well. And so, now is there anything else about the book um, that you would like to mention? It's uh, yellow. It's a bright (laughs) yellow. The cover is uh, gorgeous. Uh, It's got a starburst pattern. No, I'm really proud of it. It's uh, it's it's beautifully designed. The book has a uh, a 21 day program, uh, so you can learn these principles of mind hacking. You can learn how to reprogram your mind, just like you'd learn a a new programming language uh, or skill. And the back of the book has a whole set of worksheets so that you can track your progress every day. So as you're learning that concentration exercise, I mentioned. You can uh, you can keep score of your points. We gamify everything, so everything is uh, about points and keeping track of things. And you can see your progress. And there's a ton of uh, research, Josh, that shows that people uh, who write things down are much more likely to accomplish those goals. So writing down your goals, keeping track of your progress in this program. Uh, is much more likely to stick. So we really designed the book around that scientific principle that you're going to be writing it down and therefore you're going to be much more likely to uh, learn these in a way that really does change your life. I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to to be with us. And so uh, you can get the book um, at, at several different places. Where would you like people to go to to be able to get that? You can go to Amazon.com, or uh, it's available in fine bookstores everywhere. All right. Well, I'll definitely make sure to have links in the show notes uh, to be able to get your copy of that. I would definitely recommend grabbing that. It's definitely a uh, a game changer. And so I read it back in the summer, an early copy, and uh, I, I need to go back and uh, reread it again. And so because before it was just a skim. And so I want to dive deeper into it and really uh, apply the things that, that are in there. And so, yeah, definitely appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing these things with us. Awesome. Thanks for having me on again, Josh. It was great. Well, I hope you definitely enjoyed that interview that I was able to have with Sir John Hargrave. I actually interviewed him back in... Um, I think it was back in the summer of 2015 um, when he was getting ready to release the book still. And so it was still in development stage. Most of it was written and we had shared some things from previously. And so definitely hope that you were able to get something valuable out of that interview. And so if you want, you can go ahead and go get the book. I would definitely recommend doing that. And so you can go to uh, the show notes page there at joshuarivers.net slash health dash goals. And you can be able to get the link there to be able to get get that book. And so it is an affiliate link. So uh, by using that, you can um, be able to help uh, even just a small bit, be able to help with the cost that it takes to be able to put this show on. And so, um, but turning to the goals that I have, for um, my health regarding this time period now is um, related to basically three different things. And so I've tried 
many different things in the past, and nothing's really stuck in the past uh, probably seven or eight years that I've tried to get rid of weight, weight and um, in, the, in the process, I've actually gone up in my weight. And so um, I know what I have done has not worked. Um, part of it is mindset. Part of it is bad habits, which I guess is tied to mindset. Um, but anyway, I know part of my problem is a slower metabolism. And that slower metabolism is probably due in part to age, um, because as you get older, your metabolism tends to slow down from what I understand. Uh, but then also, um, the, uh, activeness of my life, uh, has changed as well. And so kind of contributing to a slower metabolism. And of course, slower metabolism means that you don't get rid of the calories as much as you used to. And so that's definitely part of my problem. And then another part of my problem is not enough exercise. And then uh, another part of my problem is eating too much. And that is probably the biggest problem that I have. And so in the past couple of months, I've seen my highest weight ever. And so my ultimate goal is to lose 60 or 70 pounds and get back under 200. Um, and so the way I'm going to do that, though, is not try to shoot for that and look at that as my goal. But I'm going to try to focus on smaller, specific actions to help me be able to achieve this. And so instead of really focusing on the number of pounds per se, I'm going to be looking at more specifically on the actions that can contribute to losing the weight. And so because I can't just look at my weight and will it off. um, And so that doesn't work. I need to focus on the key actions that will actually contribute to losing the weight. And so I'm going to be doing just small steps uh, to be able to do that. So I'm going to be looking at different things on a monthly and quarterly basis. And so um, so if I try to um, look at that 200 pound or that 60 to 70 pounds, um, let's see, I think that comes down to about 15 pounds per quarter, about five pounds per month. Um, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do a little bit more than that during the first uh, couple months. Um, and so kind of be able to kind of get a, a bigger start. Um, but that's kind of a gauge that I can be able to go based on to be able to, um, try to make some progress at least. And so, uh, the three things that I'm going to try to work on is eating less food, exercising every day, and then, uh, just kind of focusing on being able to do that. Eventually I need to work on my sleep as well. And so I need to eat less food. And so I have a, a weird schedule. I've think I've alluded to it, um, a couple times on the podcast here that, um, I work third shift and, um, here over the last month, my schedule's even changed, um, to, to where I'm doing 7 PM to 3 AM. And so it's kind of in between a second shift and third shift, uh, time frame. And a lot of that time, I didn't know what my schedule was going to be from day to day. It's just, I was being told that when I got into work, what my schedule would be the next day. And so I had a hard time being able to try to plan ahead of time for being able to do things. And so it made things a lot more complicated and added um, stress. And so um, it looks like hopefully that that should be coming to an end here in the next uh, week or two, hopefully. And I'll be able to get back to a more regular, predictable schedule uh, to be able to uh, count things on. Um, But 
as a result of an irregular schedule, uh, my eating times have been um, different. And there's been some times when I've had four or five meals in a day, um, which is definitely not good. And so part of that is trying to keep myself awake. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get tired, I have the tendency of trying to drink more caffeine and then also eating um, as a attempt to try to stay awake. And so I do those things and I need to cut back on that. I need to stop those bad habits. Um, and so I also frequently get seconds. Um, occasionally I get thirds and then sometimes I get dessert and so on and so forth. And so it's not very good. And then on top of getting uh, getting those extra servings, the serving sizes I get, um, especially my first, is normally huge. And so it's definitely bigger than it needs to be. And so I need to work on eating less. Um, and then another thing is here lately, especially I've been having uh, a pretty big sugar craving. And so I need to uh, curb that as well and scale that back. And so it didn't help that not too long ago, my wife um, asked for a couple of things of chocolate, like some pudding and different things like that. And as I was picking those up, I ended up getting some extra things that she ended up not liking. Um, and so uh, it fell to me that I had to sacrifice and eat it. And so um, I shouldn't have. I should have been a lot more careful uh, to not even allow it in the house. Because If it's not in the house, then it's harder for me to try to get that easily. So anyway, so I need to watch that. So I need to eat less food, especially the um, higher, um, I can't think of the terms now, the car, uh, the carbohydrates and the sugars and all that stuff that is not as healthy. And so I need to cut back on those. And then I need to exercise every day. And so I'm not looking at doing a lot. I just want to implement a little bit of exercise every day just to establish a habit. And right now, during the first month or quarter, that is my entire goal is just to establish a habit. It's not to implement a um, a regiment that is going to make impacts, um, but just to establish a habit that every day I get used to doing exercising at a specific time of day. I'm going to try to make it a specific time of day so that it can be um, more of a routine. It can definitely be a habit. And so even as little as just one sit-up or one push-up or one crunch or one um, squat or something like that. And so just doing something simple that I do on purpose at a specific time um, and then be able to develop that habit. And so I got that idea from, um, Alex Barker. Um, I had him on a, a, a different podcast, which I'm actually going to be merging with this podcast in the future. We'll talk about that, um, in another episode. Um, and you'll be able to hear that episode that I did with Alex Barker, but he had a podcast. Um, I have, I kind of lost touch with it. I'm not sure if he's still continuing that, but he had the 66 day experiment, and I know he had at least two different seasons of that. Um, and so in the first season, he was working on some specific habits and trying to do them every day. And so the podcast was basically um, kind of his progress report. Um, and then also he was sharing some of the things that he was reading because one of his goals or one of his things that he was working on was reading one book a day. Um, and so uh, now that wasn't necessarily detail reading a lot of it was 
skimming or quick reading, um, but still he was trying to go through the books and get at least the main points out of the book. And so anyway, um, in that he had mentioned that one of his things that he was working on was trying to doing exercising uh, for his health. And he was just looking at just starting doing something small. And so I think his was like a pull up, just doing one pull up a day. And so in the premise behind that is if you can start by just doing one um once you once you get to that point of just doing one the tendency is is that you'll tend to do a little bit more i mean if you get on the ground and you go and do one sit up it'll be more likely that you're going to go ahead and do a couple more um just because you're already down there why not and so that that's eventually what i want to do is just get myself in the habit of doing the exercise and then uh, from there, being able to it increase um, what I'm doing with that, and so down the down the uh, down the weight or down the uh, down the line, I plan on trying to increase uh, the things that I'm able to do with that. And so um, another thing that, that I need to do, I kind of alluded to it um, when I talked about eating less food, is the um, things that I'm drinking, and so I need to drink less calories. And so um, Dr. Pepper is my vice. And so, and I say that, and I have a large Dr. Pepper from Sonic sitting on my desk. And so it is definitely my vice. Um, if Dr. Pepper isn't available, I'll accept Coke or Pepsi or Mountain Dew or some other caffeine drink. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of coffee or tea or diet drinks, um, but... If I was in a pinch and it, I knew it had caffeine, I might be tempted with it anyway. And so I need to um, try to decrease the amount that I'm drinking of those things. Now, the tea might not be too bad. I'm not a big fan of it, um, but usually the tea and the coffee doesn't have the calories. And so um, that could be something to where I can be able to get the caffeine without the calories. Um, and then I'll just have to deal with the caffeine addiction part of it at a different time but anyway um drinking so much dr pepper is a lot of calories to be adding to your diet um and it doesn't contribute nutritionally to my body and so it's just empty calories and so i just need to really try to cut that back and so i've mentioned that in previous podcasts i remember and so um i started to try to do a little something um and I've made the step to where I don't have Dr. Pepper in the house, um, and that helps. So I can't just walk over to the refrigerator and pull a can out. Um, and so I have to consciously think about it and make decisions. And so now the only time I get Dr. Pepper is if we're at a restaurant or if I make a special trip to the gas station or to Sonic to be able to do that. And so it is helping me to be able to cut back. Um, not as much as I could or should, but it is at least helping a little bit. And so um, I hope to, in the next month or two, to be able to scale it back even more uh, to be able to make some better changes with that. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm looking at for my plan with my health is trying to eat less food, um, exercise every day, and then drink less calories. And again, this is all could be just doing baby steps, just trying to take it slow, just to establish some habits. And then from there to be able to scale it up. And so after their first month, so this is 
the beginning of March. So when we get to the beginning of April, reevaluate where I'm at. And hopefully I've been able to be consistent with what I'm working on. And then I can be able to take the next step, just ramp it up just a little bit more. So kind of like I remember going to the gym as a teenager. It's been a long time since I've really lifted weights. Um, but I would, I would do one weight for um, a week or so. Um, if I was going regularly, I'd do one weight like I'd be, I don't, I can't think of what I was doing. I can't remember, Smith for pounds. So let's say I was bench pressing 100 pounds. And so I would do that for a week or two, and then I would increase it to 110 and do that for a week or two and increase it to 120 and do that for a week or two. Um, and so um, kind of kind of the same premise here. So like with the exercise, I'll start with just trying to do one, um, and then I'll probably increase it to where, okay, I got the habit, so now I'm going to do five. Um and I'm going to do that for five a week for the first week, do 10 a week for the next week or something like that. I don't know the exact plan. I'm going to, again, I want to make sure that I'm doing small enough that I can keep the habit, but eventually I want to ramp it up to where it's really going to start to make a difference um, in my weight and my waist and all that kind of good stuff. And so I did mention my sleep. I know that definitely factors into my health because um, like I said, sometimes to counteract the lack of sleep, I eat and I drink um, to be able to be able to compensate for that. And so um, I, I know that sleep really helps to be able to regulate the body and be able to kind of bring your body back to a state that it can fully function. And so I need to be able to get my sleep better. I know some of that can't be helped because of the schedule that I have. Um, but I know that there are things that I can do to be able to make it better in the situation I'm at. And so I'm going to be looking at exactly what I can do with that over the next couple months and be able to try to see what changes I can implement to be able to do that. And so I will uh, come back to you on that aspect and be able to see what we can do in the future. And so with that, I've already taken... Um, more time than I think we normally do in an episode. And so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and I'm going to talk to you next episode. Thank you. And God bless. <laughs>